Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 253. I am your host, Alejandro Veda. You have now pushed play to another blazing week. And I got to tell you, what an amazing week we've been having. You know, this is the last week of 2023. And you guys have been showing so much support this whole year. You know, this podcast has grown. Um, I've grown. Um, I just think, you know, just those positive vibes that you guys give out every week. You know, just hitting that play button just... Just really gets me going for the week, and I couldn't wait for this Thursday to really get the, the podcast started because, you know, a lot has been going on in just a week span. Um, first off, I would like to say, you know, Merry Christmas. Um, you know, this Christmas was really special to me this year as, um, you know, I, I just took the time to really be with my family um, and also my wife's family. Uh, but my family, of course, like, we celebrate on Christmas Eve and Christmas Eve is always such a great time to be with the family. You know, uh, we play games and we just try to be as close as we can. Um, and we are a tight knit family, which, you know, sometimes it's hard to really be there, uh, when everybody can get together. But this year I definitely made it a point to go out and go, uh, visit my grandparents, my aunt, um, and you know, her hospitality is always great. Uh, we had friggin' pozole. We had uh, enchiladas, uh, empanadas, um, tamales, um, wings, a whole array of desserts. Uh, just they, they go so so overboard with the food. It's so crazy. Each and every year, I know you know it, it, I missed it last year, but uh, this year I definitely wanted to be there. You know, two thousand twenty three has been. A big year, not only for me, but I think for a lot of my family, you know, really opening up their eyes uh, to what is uh, the next step. And that's really just um, growing up, you know, um, getting older and um, dealing with the things uh, that come with the time. You know, uh, you know, with my grandmother, you know, uh, uh, breaking her neck in the beginning of the year, it's kind of uh, been uh, something that brought us a little closer, I think, and it's tough uh, for something like that to bring us closer, but definitely this year, I wanted to be close to my family, because, uh, you know, we don't know exactly how much time we have, so we we have to be there with the people that um, are close to us, so we also went over to my my wife's uh, parents' house, and, you know, that's always something to look forward to, um, as they also do an array of food and uh, their hospitality is also uh, warm and, and, and just always inviting. And I'd love to go to my, my, my mother-in-law's house and eat all of her, <laughs> all of her food because she makes some of the best, like, Christmas traditional food. Uh, my favorite has to be her hash brown casserole bites that, I mean, she tried it this year for the first time. And I got to say, like, they were almost like... Uh, what did I say? Like tater tot esque casserole bite. I, I don't know what you would say. Just great potato and cheesy flavor. Uh, some of my best like Christmas food. Um, but you know we spent we spent a lot of time there, um, and that was also great. You know they do a whole thing of uh, presents and and stuff like that, which you know I'm always greatly appreciated to be involved in and. 
um, just being around family. That was that was the key to our Christmas this year, as you know, it should be every year. But you know, work and situations happen, and you know, was was able to spend at, at least Christmas Day with uh, my my immediate family, but. I did make it a point, you know, to go to San Diego, uh, to go visit my mom this um, over the week. Um, she actually retired from her uh, un- from being a judge, which is uh, incredible. I mean, um, fifteen years ago, um, you know, when I was twenty one, um, that's crazy to say. Like fifteen years ago, I was twenty one years old. But I, when I when I turned twenty one, uh, the day after, my mom ended up. Uh, moving to San Diego to, you know, better her career and better her um, her status as as uh, someone that has been practicing law for such a long time. I mean, I think she's been practicing 30 plus years, uh, probably f- almost so close to 40 years. But, um, you know, she definitely, um, I think her time was now, like, uh, she really wanted to retire and, and she made it a, a, a date to really uh, set to, to, to retire. So I wanted to be there for her, um, which it also landed on my birthday, but, you know, definitely, you know, retirement only comes once in a lifetime and, you know, just the journey that she's had and, um, just the story that she's had, you know, hopefully, you know, I do want to get her on the podcast to talk about her journey and, and what she has done with her life because, um, her story is amazing. Um, and it just, I just wanted to let her know that I appreciate her more than anything for the sacrifices she's done for us and uh, for the betterment of our family and being able to give us opportunities that, you know, she could probably only dream of, Um, you know, thinking of me being in her shoes at my age or even younger, you know, to have those opportunities that she's able to give me. Uh, And also, you know, my, my, my wife and I, you know, um, not only me, but my, my brother and my I think I could, could uh, talk for everyone, you know, everyone in my family giving those opportunities. And it, it just means a lot. Um, and I just wanted to be there for her. You know, um, family means the most to me. Um, and my mom has always given everything that she's got um, every single day. Like, it's crazy to see the, the drive that she has and the drive that she's instilled in me to keep going, keep moving, and uh, just go to the next level if you can. But my mom, um, I really wanted to, you know, just show my appreciation to her as uh, she's been such a, a great inspiration to me. But also, like I said, it was my birthday um, over the week, celebrated with my wife. You know, we didn't really do much as birthdays to me has been really just something I want to just be with the people I love, which I was already doing, you know, I was with my mom and my dad, with my wife. Um, so I could, I couldn't have asked for a better birthday. I couldn't have asked for a better Christmas. Um, and now we're looking at the new year. I mean, we're already here at the end. I mean, by the time we, 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 uh, we get the next uh, podcast is going to be 2024. So I got to continue to remind myself this, that, you know, we're moving in a new direction as we get in 2024. We're going to start getting better uh, at everything that we do um, when it comes to mental, when it comes to physical, when it comes to emotional and, you know, in our relationships. I think 
you know, it's a great time to start over um, with a lot of things that we've left behind in 2023 and new beginnings for 2024 as, you know, uh, seeing that, you know, my mom retiring and seeing her having a new journey too coming into 2024. It's like, man, it's like a big, I think this is a year that we're all going to have success. We're going to all bring just great vibes to this 2024. But this year I really wanted to, to come up with like, like a, a best of 2023 list. I'm not too good at these lists. You know, uh, I, I know people do their own kind of list, but I, I really wanted to put together uh, my best of 2023. And if you want, you know, if you know the podcast and you listen to most of the episodes throughout the year, you know, I talked about some of these, um, some of these categories, but I wanted to talk about the best movie this year, and it would have to be Leave the World Behind, which is a Netflix uh, movie. We talked about it a few episodes before, and um, I just wanted to say, like, you know, seeing that everybody has almost watched this movie and everybody almost got that same feeling of this movie, I think I had to put this movie as the best movie of 2023. Um, and then for best show of, of 2023, um, I have to go with The Bear. Uh, the Bear is one of the best shows I've ever seen. It could be one of my best shows. Uh, we'll see with this next season three that is coming up in 2024. Uh, but if you haven't seen The Bear, uh, make sure you do. It, it is on Hulu. Um, and this year, I, you know, I listened to a lot of different music, but towards the end, I really didn't. I didn't feel like I listened to any new, new music. And, and, and I mean like something that I've never heard, not something I've never seen. Um, and I really wanted to make this category, uh, something, um, that maybe you guys haven't seen either. And I've been wanting to talk about the last few weeks, but we have been doing that countdown to Christmas, uh, segment, but, um, with the best new artists, I want to talk about the Tizo touchdown. Um, he is an incredible artist, you know, I, I actually watched him um, perform on YouTube uh, through uh, Tyler Creators um, Festival, which, I mean, if you haven't seen even that, make sure you guys check that out, though, too. Uh, but Tizo, Tizo Touchdown um, came out with an album. It's called How Do You Sleep at Night? And it has been one of the albums that I've been playing the most the last probably two months. Um, and I, I've never heard of, uh, tease of the touchdown and this is actually his first album. And I wanted to bring it to your guys' attention, but he has this song called, uh, on there. And it, I know it sounds weird, but, and he, and he looks weird as at that, but, uh, this artist is definitely something, uh, new that I, I can't wait to see him progress in 2024. So if you haven't heard of Tizo touchdown, make sure you check him out. Uh, but the best song of 2023 for me, and I looked up my Unwrapped. I had to go back into my Spotify Unwrapped and see what my uh, my best song was. And it was Last Night by Morgan Wallen. And I kind of slept on this album. Um, and someone from work, uh, my, my co-worker Anthony, actually um, told me about this album and this song. And he told me to to take a look to take a listen, and it would probably change my mind about how I how I uh, think about country music. Uh, but also the album uh, "One Thing at a Time" 
um, from Morgan Wallen was my favorite album of 2023. I think I've probably have like 10 or 12 songs off that album that are probably on repeat on my liked songs on Spotify. So if you haven't seen or listened to Morgan Wallen, make sure you, you check out um, the song last night and also the album One Thing at a Time. Uh, but if I were to have to have like a best hip hop album, which, you know, there were so many this year towards the end. Uh, but but one that really stood out to me was uh, Danny Brown's Cuarentra. And this was a great, um, I, I don't know what you would say. It's just, uh, um, it was a masterpiece to me uh, from Danny Brown, which is one of my favorite hip hop artists. And he hasn't come out with something that I kind of really gravitated to or, or, or thought, you know, this is some of his best work. But now I feel like he's came full circle, especially now that he's in the podcast realm and, and really changing his thoughts about hip hop. I think this album had to be my favorite album uh, of 2023. Um, and then my best sports moment for 2023 would have to be the Lakers winning the in-season tournament. None of my teams really did good this year. My Giants, um, my Falcons, uh, but my, my Lakers did win that uh, in-season tournament. So I was really proud of them for that. Um, and if I would have to get on my gaming side, um, the best game of 2023 would have to be Party Animals, which me and my wife have been nonstop playing that for the past probably five or six months. Um, it's definitely a fun game that all ages could play. So if you are a parent and you're trying to, you know, to engage with, with the gaming life, uh, check out um, Party Animals. And I, I know it's, it's only on Xbox right now, but hopefully soon, you know, Xbox will take away that uh, that that deal that they had with them, and maybe they'll open up for other platforms. But for right now, uh, it's only on Xbox. But the best moment or best trip, I would have to say, was um, our trip to a L.A. We did a day trip to L.A. after uh, Thanksgiving, and we ended up uh, trying some new food. We ended up trying uh, one of the best spots that we've uh, had in 2023, uh, the best pizza I'll say in 2023 is, uh, Bertino's pizza, uh, out in Tor Torrance, which was incredible. Um, they, they changed, I think, or revolutionized pizza. Um, they used this kind of black garlic sauce, uh, with their, I think it was like a hundred or 200 pepperonis on their, on their pizza. It, it was just it's a next level pizza. If you guys have Instagram, check out Berrettino's uh, Pizza, uh, and that's in Torrance. Uh, but we also ended up going, you know, to downtown Disney and really just driving around um, L.A., uh, which was kind of cool uh, sightseeing. Uh, so that was really the best moment of 2023. Uh, but if if um, I would have to talk about like food or anything else, um, I would I would have to say the best new local taco truck that we tried this year, um, new to us, all this is new to us or whatever, um, is the La Jacinto tacos. Uh, I think it's tacos Jacinto. Um, they actually won at taco throwdown at the Grizzlies, a Chuck Chansey, uh, festival. And we definitely had to go ahead and try them. Um, and if I were going to say, you know, the best taco truck in 2023, of course, it would have to be La Imperial. Taqueria. And if you have not tried them, make sure you check them out. 
on Instagram or make sure you go back into uh, the Blaze Talks catalog and check them out. I think I think it was actually uh, episode six, if I'm not if I'm not mistaken. I'm not too sure, uh, but we did sit down with La Imperial. Um, and if and if uh, I would have to say the best uh, local you know artist of the year would have to be uh, T A the Handful, which T A is now signed to uh, Fresh Yard Records. He's done some great you know um, great work in 2023. Not only uh, recording some great albums, but also uh, performing some great sets uh, around Fresno. And really building up that Fresno name. So I would have to say T.A. the Handful. I'm looking forward to him in 2024. So this is my you know list of best of 2023. If you guys have any ad- additions to add to there, let me know what you guys think. And this week I want to just talk about one of the bi- uh, biggest cultural events of the year. Um, and it's always here in Fresno, California. And I'm talking about... The Fresno Mong New Year, uh, which is, you know, a celebration held at the Fresno Fairgrounds from, I think it's December 28th through December 31st. And if you're looking to attend this celebration, it's at 1121 South Chance Avenue, Fresno, California, 93702. Um, And Mong New Year is one of the biggest cultural events here um, in the Hmong community in Fresno, and it is put on with a lot of hard work and a lot of ded- dedication. And each year, you know, it hosts thousands of people um, just to take part in their annual traditions. Uh, but the New Year festivities include several activities, performances, and food vendors. Um, the Hmong Incorporated, which hosts this event, says it's part of their mission for cultural preservation and development. So if you're looking for the event schedule, you can check it out at fresnocounty.org. They have um, a whole event schedule for it. Um, But I know it started uh, on today, on Thursday, um, December 28th. Uh, That's when the gates opened. They had the opening ceremony, uh, the ribbon cut, and then... They had a reception. Um, then they had a badminton competition. And then they had food, drinks, and live music. Um, but then we'll have day two and day three for December 29th through 30th from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. The go- the gates will open at 8 a.m. And then from 10 to 4, there'll be a pageant and dance competition. Um, from 11 to 4, there'll be um, food and live music at the industrial education building and then 11 and then also from 11 to four, a badminton competition. But then on day four, which will be December 31st from eight to 5 PM, um, gates open will be at 8 AM. And then at 10 through 12, uh, o'clock there'll be Mong 1975 and college Sam Thong reunion at 11 to four, uh, food and live music. And then, also at 11 to 4, they'll have that badminton competition. Um, so make sure you guys check it out. You know, Fresno County is a, a big place of culture. Uh, so we love to celebrate Mong New Year. I know I'm a big advocate to go check out Mong New Year. We used to do it as 
kids, my parents uh, would always take us. Uh, and the food is what I remember, but also just the beautiful colors and, and, and the beautiful, uh, you know, the gowns that the, the women wear. It's a, it's an amazing time. And I, I think we'll probably end up uh, going out there, checking it out. Uh, we'll, we'll be able to, you know, support and, and just have a good time uh, celebrating Mong New Year. So I hope to see you guys out there and supporting uh, Mong New Year right there at the big Fresno Fairgrounds. And this week, I want to continue to support our local music scene as Patrick Contreras has dropped new music over this past uh, year. Um, he dropped his latest song called Canela. And I just want to talk about just how and I'm anticipating his new album um, coming in 2024. Uh, it's going to be a full-length album called Rhapsody in Red, which will have 15 all new original tracks, um, and he'll be re be performing shows um, throughout that time. And there'll be a show on Saturday, January twentieth, um, at Fulton Fifty Five in Fresno. If you haven't heard of Patrick Contreras, make sure you guys uh, go stream all of his um, music. I know uh, my one of my favorite uh, drops from him was I think it's called Mojave Rose, which uh, he dropped in the previous year I think uh, but this new music that I that I heard uh, Canela his new single has some great great um, just instrumentation and also just the the the, the sonic value that he has um, is definitely something to take a chance and to listen to um, he has some other music uh, out that you could listen to and check out some of his performances as well. Um, I know he's a big, big staple here in the Fresno community, and I just want to continue to support him and also just let people know that his music definitely gravitates everywhere. So if you're looking for something new, if you're looking for something uh, great to listen to, especially uh, in the local scene, make sure you check out Patrick Contreras' latest song, Canela, and also make sure to uh, look out for his music, uh, which will, he will be having his album drop Rhapsody in Red on Friday, January 19th. And then he'll also be performing on Saturday 20th at Fulton 55. So make sure you guys check out the Blaze Podcast for more local music. Now let's talk about our Fresno State basketball team as they are 6-6. Six and six, And they ended up having to go against uh, San Francisco over the week. And they ended up losing 57 to 77. But the dogs were led by Xavier Ducell, who ended up scoring nine points and what and grabbed one rebound. Uh, but the dogs really, it was a team game that they ended up being able to score 57 points as most of the team was able to score. Uh, but, you know, just couldn't get it together against San Francisco. Uh, but the dogs will, will be in action tomorrow on the road uh, versus San Diego. And then they'll also be on the road versus San Diego State on January 3rd on Wednesday. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno State men's basketball team. Now let's talk about our Fresno State women's basketball team. And they haven't been um, playing since December 20th uh, after they lost to Arizona State. 76 to 80, uh, but they will be back in action 
on Saturday, December 30th at the St. Mark Center. They will be taking on Air Force. And then they'll be on the road on January 3rd. Um, and they'll be facing off against San Jose State. So make sure you guys tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on your Federal State women's basketball team. Now let's talk about our Fresno Monsters, which have a record of 24-4. and um, And the Monsters will not be taking the ice again until January 11th, which they'll be having a three-game homestand at Gateway Ice Center against the San Diego Sabres. Uh, but then they'll have another three-game series um, in the, the last weeks of January versus Lake Tahoe Lakers, and then another three-game series the first month uh, in the first of uh, the month of February. So th- there's going to be a chance to watch the Monsters like three or four week week stand. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more on your Fresno Monsters. Um, they haven't played since December 21st, so. It's a much-anticipated start when they play against the San Diego Sabres that first game, Thursday, January 11th at Gateway Ice Center. So make sure you guys tune in each week to hear about your Fresno Monsters. Now let's talk about the NFL. And first I want to talk about the power rankings, or let's just talk about the power rankings because the NFL is in a crazy state right now. As right now we have the the Detroit Lions at number five. Um, with a record of 11 and four and who would have thought you know the the Detroit Lions would be first in the NFC North you know getting that their first NFC North title and probably since I've been alive I, I don't remember the last time I've seen uh, the the Detroit Lions do this well um and it didn't come as as, as easy as a lot of people have believed. You know, they've been fighting, they've been scraping, they've been scrounging for these thrilling wins, especially over the Vikings. Um, but, you know, the, the question has been, uh, can they do it in, in, the, in the playoffs? Um, and it's going to be weird to see uh, where they land, uh, one, two, or three, if possible. Uh, but I, I do believe that they'll be probably that third uh, spot in the NFC um, as you know, they've been playing very well, especially with rookie running back Jameer, Gib- uh, Jameer Gibbs, who you know had a, a rough start earlier this season, uh, didn't really see much playing time, but now uh, really getting his his uh, legs under him, um, you know, sc- getting a, at least a hundred yards uh, from scrimmage and a couple touchdowns last week, and then also wide receiver Amon Ra St. Brown, who I had on fantasy this year and. Could probably be the best wide receiver in um, on my fantasy team, but um, he really took over in this uh, second part of the year as, you know, he's having a great, great season. Uh, but I, I think, you know, for the Detroit Lions right now, it's just a really special season uh, for Detroit. Um, and hopefully they will get, you know, a, a playoff game under their belt and, and be able to continue their journey uh, to the Super Bowl. But at number four, we got the Philadelphia Eagles, and they dropped down a, a lot this last couple of weeks. Um, now at 11-4, the Cowboys, you know, of course lost, and the Eagles won, but um, this is ending their uh, their three weeks uh, uh, kind of winning winning streak or losing streak. Um, so the, the bottom line will be with the Eagles is can they produce? Um, you know, the vision is now... 
moving closer uh, for Philadelphia uh, to win that NFC East. Um, and they have games against, I think, the Cardinals and the Giants. So it doesn't look like they will be um, down too much. Uh, but but the Eagles really coughed up a lot of their momentum. Um, and Jalen Hurts, you know, even though he has been playing hurt, I feel like he's still been, you know, able to do it with his legs. Uh, but he hasn't thrown the ball very well uh, the last couple of weeks. So I just think, you know, um, if the if the uh, Eagles could continue uh, to push and 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 to uh, and to probably win these next couple of games. Uh, against the Cardinals and then at the at, at Giants, I think I think they have a possibility of still staying strong in that NFC uh, number one position. But at number three this week, we have uh, the Miami Dolphins at eleven four in this week's power rankings. You know the Dolphins um, did what they had to do this past week. You know getting it done against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, they got it. They got the win twenty two to twenty. Uh, but the fact that the Finns went re- re- really toe to toe with one of the best defensive squads and one of the most, uh, I-, I think, for the second part of the season, electrifying offenses, um, you know, it's great to see that they they, they were able to compete and uh, do what they need to do uh, by running the ball, which the Dolphins, you know, that's really their their superpower is running the ball and then getting Tyreek Hill open. Um, this is uh, this is how you win the games, uh, but this is going to be a potential um, division clinching game against the Ravens, which is, you know it's going to be a tough game for the for the Miami uh, for Miami to beat the Ravens, but just so happens to be a playoff table setter. So we're going to be able to see uh, if Miami has what it takes to really respond beautifully after a great at week seventeen. Sorry. But you know, there's going to be a lot more uh, for the for the Dolphins to to take away from uh, that that Ravens team. But at number two, we have the 49ers, which uh, were 11 and four, and they actually went down a spot from last week as they lost to the Ravens um, on Christmas Day, um, and it's been a hard a hard really table to set for the Niners as you know Brock Purdy has been playing so well. Uh, but he ended up throwing four interceptions in this game. And it, it just shows, you know, um, the NFL could go back and forth any other week. You know, last week they were talking he was going to be MVP, MVP, MVP. Now they're talking, you know, um, his inexperience, especially against, against great defenses and uh, really his arm strength, you know. And I don't know what the debate is, uh, but I feel like, he definitely got got the shit in here on Christmas Day against the the Ravens, but San Francisco's offensive line really was the the key to uh, maybe their success against the you know the the Ravens. They they weren't able to really get much going, um, and usually their 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 offensive line is what is their key to winning the games. But they just they just were outworked uh, by by the Ravens. Uh, they weren't expecting this tough of a matchup against the Ravens, I think. Uh, but the Niners did stumble, um, and it's going to be a, a hard road to the Super Bowl now for the Niners, as you know they are the the top seed in the NFC, but by by a thin margin. So um, 
at number one, we got the Baltimore Ravens, of course, uh, with their record at 12-3. and three. And, you know, the thing for me has been their defense, uh, but also getting that road win, 33-19, to 19, you know, it was huge for the Ravens. As now you can tell this Raven team has that mental toughness uh, and, and they're playing at a high level. And they met their te- their, their match um, this past week against the Niners. So to see them uh, really accel- accelerate their their offense and defense, I think is going to be it's going to be hard to stop this this Baltimore Ravens team. But Lamar Jackson played with some so I don't know. He has this way of him that he's it doesn't even feel like he's trying. Um, but he really didn't take the, his foot off the gas all game. And I think right now it's certainly uh MVP year for Lamar Jackson, um, as this is one of his biggest competitions uh throughout the season. So I'm hoping to see a lot more like this uh from from the Ravens and seeing them go deep into uh the NFL playoffs, which you know we're gonna be talking about now we're talking about week seventeen matchups, uh which the Jets and the Browns are already in play uh, as I'm recording this uh, 34-17. So it looks like the Browns will be taking that game. Um, But then we'll have games on Saturday, the Lions versus the Cowboys. And then on Sunday, we'll have Titans versus Texans, Falcons versus Bears, Dolphins versus Ravens, Saints versus Buccaneers, Patriots versus Bills, Cardinals versus Eagles, Panthers versus Jaguars, Raiders versus Colts, Rams versus Giants, 49ers versus Commanders, Steelers versus Seahawks, Bengals versus Chiefs, Chargers versus Broncos, and then for Sunday night, Packers versus Vikings. So these are the matchups uh, for week 17 as we're getting it to close. Uh, this next week will be the close of the season. So make sure to tune in to the Blaze Podcast for more on the NFL. Now let's talk about the NBA. And I just want to talk about you know the NBA Christmas Day uh, games that was amazing to watch as we saw some great, great upsets, uh, especially from the Knicks uh, versus the Bucks, which the Knicks defeated the Bucks one twenty nine to one twenty two, but it was just the Bucks had no answer for uh, for Brunson. It was it was sort of like how do you stop someone that can be unstoppable? And you know Brunson has been that one player. That has been the heart of the Knicks. And he ended up going 38 points, 6 assists, and he shot the ball 15 for 28. Um, What a great game it was to watch uh, just the Knicks, you know, uh, upset the Bucks. And then we also watched um, the Nuggets beat the Warriors 120 to 114, which this was the Nuggets' fifth consecutive win. And what a big win for them. Uh, as you know, they're going to continue to roll on and continue to, to be, you know, one of the best teams in the, in the league. Um, but I think right now, Jokic, uh, really struggled his way, uh, but ended up coming back towards the end. He's, he was able to score 26 points and really, uh, he was really at the foul line most of, most of the game. Uh, so I feel like, you know, if you have a, a, a team like, the <coughs> the Nuggets, which they have the small, and they also have Jamal Murray, who's a, uh, 
who is a small, and then you got Jokic, who's the big. It's going to be hard when you have a small team like Golden State, who doesn't match up very well versus the Nuggets. And then we had the Celtics beating the Lakers 126 to 115. And what a big win for the Celtics as they continue to dominate the NBA right now. And especially with their three-point shooting, that has been a big topic of uh, of conversation, really. Um, and to, to really, how many do they take? Uh, they missed 41 threes in their collapse against the Warriors, but bounced back to hit 47 of 94 in the last two games against the Kings and the Clippers. Uh, but early on Christmas Day, they really sent not to, to take their foot off the gas, especially Porzingis, who was able to really dominate throughout the whole game. Even though AD had a great game and, he had, and you know scored 40 points, I think it, it was still a, a mismatch. The, the Celtics' guard play is just really hard to match their backcourt and really the inside uh, interior offensive rebounds that they're able to get. I think, I think it's what makes them a great team. So I, I was kind of bummed out for Christmas as the Lakers were defeated uh, by the Celtics. Uh, but then we also had, we also had the Dallas Mavericks versus the Phoenix Suns, which Luka Donacic looks like he's been doing this for a long time. Uh, Donacic to me, is one of my favorite uh, players right now in the league. Um, and he's been playing big time, especially when they, I feel like they play against the Suns, which, you know, it seems like every time they do, it, it, it brings out Luka's best. And he's always there to, you know, to, to have an MVP night, uh, which I'm not, I'm never afraid uh, of Luka until he, he plays you know, a top team like the Lakers or the the Suns or Golden State, that's when he really turns on his best. Um, Donatich put up 50, and he did it absurdly. You know, he, he also uh, dished out 15 uh, assists, and he also grabbed six boards. So he had an all-around great game. And I feel like the, the Mavericks right now with the 18-12 start to the season – um, they're number five in the West. I think they have a big potential to get up in the top three. And then, of course, I forgot um, the 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 um, the Heat versus the 76ers, which I didn't end up with watching this game. Um, but the but the Heat ended up beating the 76ers 119 to 113 uh, in a big win for that uh, Eastern Conference. Uh, you know for the Eastern conference, but, uh, the heat have been playing really well. Um, they, they have a, a player that I've been looking at. Um, his name is Jaime Jaquez jr. And right now I think he is definitely in the race for rookie of the year. And he has been clearly, clearly it's only been between either Victor women, uh, Chet Holmgren or Jaime Jaquez jr. Who is a UCLA product and, you know, he has been, you know, always under bright lights, I would say. Uh, but now on Christmas Day, he was able to put together one of his best games this year. Uh, being able to play under Eric Spolstra's, you know, direction has really helped his confidence and his basketball IQ, which is why I am, I'm pretty sure that he's going to probably be number two in the, in the, in the rookie of the year standings, but because Victor Wimbanyama is just a force to be reckoned with. But right now Miami heat 
appear to have, you know, uh, firepower right now, especially with a player like this um, who's able, able to exceed expectations and also who could probably put together some scoring deep into the postseason. So we're looking at um, the Heat later on this season, see how well uh, they continue to, to ball out. But this was a great Christmas day of basketball, even though I think the NFL still killed it on the ratings for for um, for between them. You know, I think everybody was looking forward to this Niners and Ravens game. If it was if it wasn't for that game, I don't think the NFL would probably have the, the ratings for Christmas Day. But everybody was watching that Niners Ravens game. And I, the only reason why is because it was probably the Super Bowl contention right there. But uh, the NBA always on Christmas is something that I look forward to. Uh, whenever the Lakers are playing, I, I'm definitely uh, watching. And Christmas Day to me is always a basketball day. So I'm so grateful to have the NBA on Christmas Day because, you know, it, it just brings me it, it brings a, it brings life to me in a way where I'm able to, you know, just watch my favorite sport on my one of my favorite days with all my favorite people. It's just great. So make sure you guys tune into the Blaze Podcast for more as the NBA season progresses. Well, I want to thank you guys for pushing play this week and every week. Uh, this podcast was kind of last minute. I I was traveling and ended up you know, taking a huge nap and waking up and it was a late, late podcast. I'm sorry for the late drop, but I definitely did want to give you guys content. I definitely wanted to get this podcast going and get my week started. So I'm glad you guys are here to stay with the Blaze Podcast and make sure you guys tune in each and every week. Also, make sure you guys support all your local businesses, support all your local artists, and make sure you support all your local podcasts. I'm Alejandro Oveda signing off episode 253.